Welcome to the Think Kingdom Podcast. I am Marcus Looney, the Creative Arts Director here at Think Kingdom. We want to welcome you to another week in Filters, Seeing Through a Kingdom Lens. So, without further ado, let's jump in and see what God's Word has for us with our resident pastor, Ramon Belagamba. So, in the divided states of America that we unfortunately live in, there is a, right now, that there's a great longing a great longing in our hearts. And I think it's even more pronounced right now because we are still undergoing a pandemic and we're still, and then we have so many things going on that we just truly just, we just want peace. We want peace of mind, peace of heart. We don't wanna be in a society that we are in that doesn't have the peace and unity that we need. We don't want to be so anxious and we don't want our land to be so fractured. And we don't want things to continue the way they have. But wait a minute, I'm not going to talk to y'all so much about the world because the world, unfortunately, is going to be the world. And there's unfortunately things like dysfunction um, that we see all the time through our families, our friendships. We also see things like violence, like we didn't have to go long into our Bibles to see um, what sin, when sin entered into the world, why violence came into our world. And then we also have fear and we have shame that, that really control our world and keep us under the kingdom of Satan and keep things, unfortunately, in a place that they don't need to be. And lastly, anxiety. We live in an anxious age, like anxiety, as really just on an all-time high. When things are so chaotic, like people just get more anxious. People have to go to therapy. People have to take more medication because people are not living in the wholeness that their lives were created to be in because we were always created to be one with God, to be in line with God and his purpose and plan for our lives. And those words that I just mentioned, those are words that unfortunately characterize life in a fallen world. But the reality of it is, is those should never be words that mark the church. Because the, we are the citizens of the kingdom of God. We are representatives of heaven in a world that doesn't know Christ, a world that rejects Christ. We are God's people today. But real talk, when the church is shaped more by the world and its idols more than it's shaped by the gospel, we always fail to embody the way of Jesus. And we always fail to witness to his kingdom. And honestly, a lot of the way the world sees us right now the world honestly sees us as troublemakers. Like, what does the church, what good is the church to the world? That's what a lot of people think. They'd be like, why do you believe that Bible? That's gibberish. Why do you believe those um, myths and those stories? You believe in the fairy tales. And then why do you believe that we have to live a life like that? They just see us as troublemakers. And unfortunately, they don't see us as peacemakers. 
And this message this morning, that's how, that's how the world needs to see us. They need to see Christ, our peacemaker, and us following in his pattern. And people see us troublemakers, but it's not because of the offense of the gospel. We have created other barriers that keep people from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's a problem. And one of those problems is because we've been majoring in the wrong P's. We've been, unfortunately, been, we, the church, we've been majoring in power. We, unfortunately, we've been majoring in politics. And unfortunately, we've been majoring in prosperity. People know more, more of us as capitalists than as Christians. And rather, they should always see us as ones who love people, who are trying to relieve poverty, people who are those who bring peace. That is how the world should see the people of God. So when the church is majoring in the wrong peace, we are being shaped through a lens that is wrong. And this is impacting our witness. That we are so tribal, that tribalism is the norm in the church. Like, we ain't trying to resolve no conflicts with people we disagree with. We just holler at them in the way that we see our opinion to be, and we say, child, bye. That is literally what we see on social media. That is literally what we see on the blogs, the websites. And the thing about it, when we so tribal, we reduce people to labels. And it becomes us versus them. And we forget about dignity. We forget about love. Let's go, church. We forget about peace. We forget about everything that's part of our witness that God has called us to. Y'all hear me, church? Let's go. What the world needs to see is the way of Jesus. They need to see the pure in hearts. We loving, we loving God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And we need to be walking into these conflicts that are in our city, our neighborhood, our job, and school. We need to be those that see us as peacemakers. So church, we need to learn what it really means to be shaped by kingdom lens. Fake news and false peace go together like peanut butter and jelly right now. But the reality of it is, is that false peace can't be our jam. Loving our enemies is the mark of a peacemaker. Loving our enemies is the mark of a peacemaker. So this morning I'm going to unpack the contradiction of belief and practice and how the church has been handling conflict. And we, we have to help us see that we must see peacemaking through a kingdom lens. So when we look through the lens of culture and when we give into the flesh, we can so easily dehumanize and demonize those who we disagree with. That they're not, they're not even a person before us. They're not worthy to be loved. And we fail 
to embody the way of the kingdom when we walk like that. And that's what we've been unpacking these last six weeks. Like, this needs to be a formative of sermon series for us and see how we are falling short of the glory of God, but then we can run to our Lord and the Spirit because we so desperately need him. And it's so easy in our ministry to foster two cultures in conflict when we view through the wrong lens. And the first lens that we wrongly view through is a culture of outrage. So key to how we can be viewing our role through the wrong lens is how we view what peace is. We usually see it as just like no conflict, no tension in relationships, there ain't no war going on. That's peace in part, as Jesus actually calls us to a little bit more. Jesus calls us to be peacemakers, which assumes the presence of conflict. Soon as you put your faith in Jesus, you enter into a conflict. And you should not be comfortable if you follow Jesus. We have to realize that if we believe the gospel, we are already in conflict of jump. And we got a tension that we always daily got to go through because we got warfare every day. So the reality of it is, is when we preach the gospel, we're those people who um, walk in those shoes of peace wherever we go. So when we view things through the wrong lens, our heart filter is so dirty. And this lens of outrage that I'm speaking of is built on the foundation of self-righteousness. And haven't we been talking about that? Haven't we been talking about we got to be poor in spirit? We have to mourn over our sins. We have to be humble. These are things that we've already talked about. We can't be pure in heart and not walk in a certain direction. So this is building upon last week's message. Like if we're truly pure at heart, right, we'll see God. That means we're loving God. And this week is even majoring more in how we're loving our neighbors. So if we always have a, a rapid, um, self-righteous response anytime that somebody hurts us, that we get up in our feelings, that we just got to, that it, 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 just, it just hits our ego. And we become so prideful in our response that we actually show arrogance, that we can be so condescending with people, and we can be condemning them right on the spot. We guilty. We in sin. And if, if, we gotta, if we gotta hit people across the head with truth, you forget about grace. Think about it. We forget about, we wanna put forth so much, we just wanna put my truth out there. We want everybody to hear my truth. And even if you're, what you're saying is truth from Scripture, if you're hitting them so much in the head, how are you going to give them grace? How are you going to give them peace? You, gotta have, you have to have a way of the kingdom with your message. You, you can't be sharing the kingdom message, but then you're embodying the culture of hell. So through this lens, this wrong lens, people actually want to be more right then they want to be about peace and giving people that message of grace that we will value our perspectives so much more and our position over people. We got the wrong goals in mind. 
That's a me gospel. That's about how what I can do and my witness. It's not about Christ. We forget about grace. We forget that it's unmerited. We forget that it's favor. And this hurts us, especially in the church, when we view through this wrong lens of outrage. As we do the opposite of what Christ's work actually accomplished. Ephesians 2, 13 to 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who made both groups one and tore down the dividing walls of hostility. Christ didn't die for you to continue to build up the walls of hostility. So when we, look, when we view through the wrong lens of outrage, what are we doing? We're building up the walls of hostility. Jesus did not die for your political tribe. Jesus did not die for the court of public opinion. Jesus did not die only for America. The reality of it is when we, when we equate everything that I just mentioned with only the, we see that is only the kingdom of God, we forget about the kingdom of God that comes in righteousness, love, joy, and peace. Jesus was calling this out. He was, there was people in his day that thought the kingdom of God had to come by violence. They were called the zealots. So he was actually, he was actually rebuking them with this message right here. We said, blessed are the peacemakers. The zealots thought that they had to bring about the revolution, that they had to bring in the kingdom of God. That the military force was the only way that it could come. They got it twisted. And some, unfortunately right now, some pe people got it twisted now in this day too. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Sin still got us stupid. I'm sorry. For our witness, we can't get caught up in that cycle of outrage. We can't follow the way of the world. That's how the world deals with conflict. It's outrage. Who can scream the loudest? We can't do that. And when we do that, we misrepresent our Savior. We misrepresent our King. Yo, y'all remember that um, Starbucks Red Cup controversy a few years ago? Y'all remember that? Starbucks, man, they hate Jesus. They hate Jesus. They didn't took Merry Christmas off their cups. <laughs> the reality of that is, right, it was all cap. It was all a lie. The guy who made it up on that red cup, it never even said Merry Christmas, ever. It never even said Happy Holidays. It's okay. <laughs> It literally just had maybe some snowflakes or something on it. But so many believers fed into that lie that they fed into overwhelming cycle of outrage. But, and it wasn't even the truth. And that happens all the time. Especially when we don't fact check, when we just agree with whatever we see somebody post. We could get so angry 
and forget about the reality of it is that we're supposed to be dispensers of grace, that we're supposed to be dispensers of peace. And we forget the gospel. We forget the gospel levels out all walls. And we forget that we must continually be growing in the gospel and be so overwhelmed with worship that we won't see through that wrong lens. Y'all with me, church? If we truly follow Jesus, then we always must choose his kingdom of righteousness, justice, and peace. And how do I know what the kingdom is like? Let's look at the receipts that we got in Romans 14, verses 17 to 19. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval. So then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. So we need to seek the kingdom in all of its righteousness. So when we're, when we're actually seeing through a lens of outrage, that is doing the wrong thing. That's not the way of the kingdom. But let me just, all right, so this, we, got, we got the self-righteous. We didn't talk about them. But yeah, that may not be you. So let's keep it moving. The wrong lens number two. We look through a wrong lens of a culture of what I would say fragility. So the, the saying goes, all truth with little to no grace is condemnation. And all grace with little to no truth is compromise. So with, my, with, with the first move that I talked about, the lens appealed to the former. This, the second lens I'm going to talk about appeals to the latter. So for us to be the peacemakers that Christ called us to be, it's, a, it's very important for us to see the contrasting postures and lenses through which we can see the world. Seeing the world through a lens of fragility is one with tolerance, tolerance, and it's redefined way, right? The way that we see tolerance now, you got to agree with everybody. You got to say, okay, whatever goes, you got to be okay with it. That tolerance, that's the ultimate value of American society. So when I use the word fragility, I'm using it in a way that needs to be seen as weak and unstable, right? It's shaky. We need to see this is a culture of false peace. So this is one that I feel is some really hard truth because we can so easily just look through this lens of fragility because we don't want to get nobody's panties up in a bunch. Like we don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers or challenge anybody's beliefs. Right? Their ideas, their beliefs, their views. Mm -mm. Like, we don't want to tell them that it's harmful. We don't want to tell them that it's deception. We don't want to be seen as toxic. We don't want to be canceled. And we don't want to be seen as a bigot. So what do we do with everybody? We literally just give them a pacifier. We pacifying them with peace. That's literally what we're doing. That's that false peace. So living through this wrong lens is one that, what? We always on the edge. We hoping that conflict never comes our way. That we on the job, we never want nobody to ask us, like, what do you really believe about homosexuality? What do you really believe about pornography? 
What do you really believe about immigration? We don't want nobody to ask us these hard questions. We just like, man, shoot, I got my Jesus over here. But we want to keep our faith so private. But we forgot that Jesus is Lord, so our faith is what? It's public. It's in history. Like, it's, hey, we got to be who Christ has called us to be. We have to realize that to be a peacemaker is costly. It's going to cost you something. But I'll get back to that. But the reality of it is we always about avoidance and withdrawal. That is when we're looking through the culture of fragility, that's what we're doing. Like we're literally just trying to avoid conflict. We're trying to withdraw from it. So we're always slipping into a culture of fragility. And we never tell our friends and family the truth of the gospel because we're scared of them. we scared. We scared. That's just the way it is. We got to get out of that. We got to realize that when, we, when we're viewing through this lens of fragility, we want to be more, we want to be liked more than we want peace with God for our neighbor. That we want our safety. That we want that approval. Right? We want everybody to love us. The truth of the reality is, is that if we know the gospel of Jesus Christ, we got we to gotta tell it. We in sin if we're not telling the gospel. That's real talk. And that's the opposite of the way that Christ calls us to live as the children of God. As the citizens of the kingdom. We're called to live in this tension. That's the call. Soon as we said that Jesus is Lord and that we're putting our trust in the gospel and what Jesus has done in his life, his death, and his resurrection, we're always in tension. How else is Christ going to be formed in us? If we're hungering, we're thirsting for righteousness and justice, we're not going to allow unrighteousness to to continue to go unchecked around us. We're not going to continue to keep letting it slide like it's okay, enjoying that false peace. And thinking that's okay. It's real quiet in here. I told, I told y'all it was going to be hard truth this morning. I, but the thing about it, right, when we hear such hard truth like this, there's glory in that we're not doing it by, on our lonely. That Jesus is with us. That the Spirit is with us. And I'm coming to that. But we have to be real with ourselves about how we move in, in this time. So for Jesus, righteousness and peace, they actually go together. Like that good bacon and eggs on a Sunday morning. Psalm 85.10, faithful love and truth will join together. Righteousness and peace will embrace. The children of God don't let sin ride. As peace with God calls us to seek peace for and with our neighbor. So to, to, to break this, to break out of this lens, we have to realize that adversity and suffering are a part of the Christian life. Have you ever seen a diamond that was produced without high temperature and pressure from underneath the earth's surface? Have you ever seen a, a diamond made like that? Nah, right? So let us, let's not be those cubic zirconia Christians. Amen. Let's get it. Like, we have to realize that adversity and suffering is part of your life if you follow Jesus Christ. How is Christ going to be formed in us until we die to ourselves? 
if we, if we continue to look through this lens of, of fragility, we're continuing to say self is Lord. Jesus isn't Lord of our lives. So now we get to the good news. Like, what's the culture of peacemaking? What is Christ calling us to as we can see through a kingdom lens? And the thing about it, we can't truly understand what it, what it means to be a peacemaker until we understand how we have peace with God, number one. And then also understand that the kingdom of God is peace. Those two things. So the majority of Jewish people, when Jesus was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, they weren't necessarily like the zealots. They saw that the kingdom of the Messiah was one of peace. And you, you can look at that in Isaiah 9, 5, and 6, and also in Zechariah 9, 9, and 10 for those who are taking notes. So through the work of Christ to bring us salvation, we must see that being a peacemaker is costly. We have to see that. We have to see what it cost Christ, the ultimate peacemaker, what he had to do to bring us to the family of God. You're a child of God because of what Christ did on your behalf. So you have to understand that. Colossians 1, 19 to 20. For God was pleased to have all of the fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile Everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood. Woo! The blood, the blood has its power. The blood shed on the cross. If we're not excited about that, if, if our hearts can't worship because what Jesus did on behalf of us, we got to do something. We can't come up in here every Sunday morning and Monday through Saturday we're not growing in worship. We can't keep preaching sermons and there's no fruit bared from them. We have to realize that we got to get out of our own ways and follow Jesus. That we have to realize and think about what he's done on our behalf. I can talk about peacemaking all day, but if the gospel don't grab your heart, you're going to be a cubic zirconia Christian. So seeing through a kingdom lens is one where you understand that a peacemaker is someone who is reconciled to God. Someone knows that God is for peace. And someone knows that reconciliation and shalom, which I'm going to break down, are a part of what it means to be in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And we all want shalom. That's what, uh, that's what the world is searching for. They're searching for this utopia that as soon as we get enough knowledge, we get enough technology, this and that, we, they, they building another tower of Babel. They want that peace. That peace don't come with no, nowhere else than Jesus Christ. It comes nowhere else but the Prince of Peace. Shalom is wholeness. That we are not made whole until God is a part of our lives. That he is the fundamental purpose of why we live that we understand that, that we need Jesus. We need him to be whole. And then we can walk with integrity, that there's no difference between the public and the private you. you if you're truly following Jesus, you don't got to hide. You ain't got to hide because you're walking in integrity. You're pursuing shalom and then restoration. We see things around us that are broken, that need to be reconciled, that need peace. And that only could be found when the peacemakers is on their job. 
when they getting up in the mix, when they are pursuing true peace, not that superficial type of peace. So a vision for the absence of conflict, yes, we can have that. But like I told y'all, righteousness as well, of, as well as peace, that is the presence of wholeness. That is shalom. So if we're seeing through a kingdom lens, we seek to be peacemakers who honor others humbly by seeking to reconcile with them. And our primary goal is always reconciliation. That we're always seeking peace as we approach any tension and conflict. And it's not because we are peacemakers that we are a child of God. It's because we are a child of God that we are peacemakers. So peace should follow us as we go. People on your job should know that you are a peacemaker. People should know that you walk with Jesus because you just give off that vibe. If, you up in, if you're in your school, the kids around you should know you're moving different, that you follow Jesus. There's something about him. I don't know what it is. That is how people should characterize you. Your house should be known as the refuge of peace. Like everybody, when things go crazy, they come into your house for prayer, for love, to feel the warmth of Jesus, to smell the aroma of Jesus. That is when you're truly seeing through a kingdom lens and you are blessed are the peacemakers. Because you know that the future, your future reality of a child of God is always secure. You're never outside of the, 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 the grasp of the arms of Jesus. You're secure. So your identity should always be rooted in Christ. So because it's rooted in Christ, you're able to give peace to others because you have peace with God, even if they don't have it. Come on, church. So that means that our ultimate goal in peacemaking ain't to be right and it ain't to be light. But it is to reflect Christ in conflict, seeking the shalom of all people involved. So when we see it through a kingdom lens, we see through a foundation of peacemaking. This is love and this is servanthood. We should be known as, the kingdom should be known as a family of missionary servants. That we should be blessed are the peacemakers. Woo! So sometimes our efforts in peacemaking, sometimes they're gonna, it's going to work. We're going to bear fruit. But the other times, it ain't going to happen. It's not a guarantee in the fallen world. The real thing about it, we just got to be faithful, number one. And we got to be obedient. As we will have peace with God even if there's not peace between men. So we have to, we have to get in a posture of worship, understand that this isn't an optional call for us to be sitting on the sidelines as a peacemaker. Jesus didn't save you to ride the bench. You don't get, like, in real talk, there's, there's some people that ride the bench on um, NFL and NBA teams, and they get a ring, right? But faith, got to have some work so it's dead. So you can't sit on the bench and get um, two Super Bowl rings like LaShawn McCoy. You got to get in the game. You got to get on the field. You got to walk with Christ, joining in his mission in the world. Because we're called to be a mediator. 
in the midst of conflict between parties or our own enemies, or our own brothers and sisters in the church. So we have to realize that peacemaking is a divine work. And what does it take? The power of the Holy Spirit. So we can't do no peacemaking up in our own flesh. We have to be dependent upon the Spirit. So if we're dependent upon the Spirit, that means we must be dependent on prayer. And we have to think that Christ, the Son of God, came into the world. And we have to be oh so thankful that he didn't think that sitting on the sideline was an option. Christ came into the world because he knew that he had to die. And he knew that he had to face the cosmic conflict of sin because we were destined for judgment and wrath. He faced what we couldn't face because Jesus is our peacemaker. He is our mediator. He is our reconciler. That's the Jesus that we follow. That's the Jesus that we got to see as oh so lovely. Oh, that's the Jesus that we got to taste and see that the Lord is good. We have, to, we have to feel the love of Jesus. That Christ loved his enemies so much that he showed us in his coming, his life, and his death what it costs to be a peacemaker. And that's what we have to be. We have to follow our Lord into the war, into the conflict. That we have to understand that's going to cost us some things. If we follow Jesus as Lord, we got to die to self. That's the only way that we can be a peacemaker. So if we're seeing through a kingdom lens and seeking to be those peacemakers that we've been saved to be, those children of God that we already are, to be those peacemakers. So then our homes, our schools, our neighborhoods, our city and town, what, how they gonna look? They look, they gonna look the same, they gonna look downtrodden? Nah, they gonna look different. And then, then kingdom will be moving against the wave of culture. Talked a lot about countercultural last week, didn't we? That's the wave that we have to be on, the wave of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Satan. So our citizenship in the kingdom should most times have us always remembering that we're on that different vibe. You know why? Because the world doesn't follow the rule and the reign of Christ. That's our job. That's what we do as people, the children of God. So this week, got a couple of applications for y'all that I really want y'all to do. I want y'all to spend some time reading, meditating, maybe even memorizing if you choose to, and praying through. And look at the scriptures to see Jesus' view of a peacemaker in more detail. So when Jesus preached these Beatitudes, if y'all didn't realize it, and if y'all read the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, he's actually unpacking all of them. So if you read Matthew 5, this is what you need to write down, 5, verses 21 to 26 this week, as well as 43 through 48, 
Matthew 6, 14 and 15, and lastly, Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Just spend some time seeing what Jesus' view of a peacemaker is. And then this one I I really want y'all to do, because this is going to spur us to action. If the gospel compels your heart, I want you to dig into this one. Consider the parts of your life. So we think in work and school, family, friends, church, neighborhood, and city. And I want y'all to think, where is there a need for reconciliation? Where is there a need for peace and grace to reign? And then think about it. What steps are you going to take to be a peacemaker? Write those things down. And then lastly, in which of these areas do you feel called, prompted by the Holy Spirit, to begin working and praying for peace? So I want y'all to know, Think Kingdom, as the children of God, we are peacemakers. And family, I want us to be a people who sees peacemaking, not through a, a lens of Outrage, which is actually no peace as the world goes. And then not in a lens of fragility that we are always want to avoid or withdraw. But that we view through a kingdom lens. And the kingdom lens is one of love and servanthood. And let us be those people that are transforming where we live, where we work, and we pray for the glory of God. A great message from Pastor Ramon. He helps us navigate a culture of outrage, a culture of fragility, and how we can turn it into a culture of peacemaking. If you are blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. We want to thank you to all of our new friends turned family to Think Kingdom. And if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back, hear this message, and so much more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.